0: Welcome, everybody, to the Magic Beans Podcast. We are back again with episode number 161. I'm your host tonight, and I'm joined by just one bean on the line, and uh, his name is Cracker, and my name is Shorty. (laughs) How's it going, Cracker?
1: I'm good, Shorty. How are you, mate?
0: (laughs) I'm all right. I think that's that's the first time I've ever actually stuffed up that intro. Did you forget your
1: name I I forgot to tell people
0: what my name is, because, you know, the people who listen to our podcast have never heard my name before. They have no idea who I am, and I have to say it. At the start of every episode. And, you know, we sound so similar in our voices. We we do. If I don't specify, this is me, this is what I sound like, and then this is Cracker, this is what he sounds like, then people just get confused.
1: Well, we don't want to confuse people. We do that (laughs) enough already, mate. We don't need to, like, increase it by (laughs) making them think we're not who we are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, We (laughs) we confuse them with our advice on what deck to play. Don't don't do that. (laughs) sort of stuff. We've been very clear. Don't follow our advice. We only ever say the things that we're going to do, and that's probably not what you should do.
0: Yeah, probably safe to do the opposite of what we say to do. (laughs)
1: Almost. There is one thing that people should do, though, and that's go to Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. Oh, jeez,
0: oh, you're so good at this, Gregor.
1: I've done it before, <laughs> mate. Uh, <laughs> they're the sponsor of our podcast, and we love them. Um, they help us put on the tournament series that we've got running at the moment with our league, and they're a Facebook magic card auction page. They've also got i they've been just 10 minutes too slow on a bunch of win-it-now postings in the last few days, man. It's just – it's. I'm starting to get tilted. I'm not going to lie. Like I keep seeing <laughs> there was there was a really sweet um, new art Japanese consecrated sphinx. Ooh, it was like okay. It was like twenty or twenty five bucks, which is really yep. reasonable. And I was like, yes. One comment. Oh, it was so close. <laughs> so I knew that that was gone already. But um, that, those go up every night, so you should definitely check those out. But you do have to be really fast because the the prices are really good and. Pat always ships things out very quickly. So, go check them out, Um And when you win things or you do Sniper win before me, let them know that the Bean sent you and they'll send you some tokens and stuff.
0: Very good. So professional, Cracker. Just, uh, just straight into it. I, didn't even I just
1: s- slipped it in there, mate. I was pretty <laughs> pleased with that one, not going to lie. Calling like it out a- makes it so much better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're all set to be like way off on topic for like 10 eh? minutes and yep, you just yep. like reeled it back in. It's I like- know. I'm You're used to talking with Chewy, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. All right, so yeah, tonight's podcast is basically, it's almost like a bit of a news podcast, which we haven't done in uh, in a little while. We've been fairly mm. focused, and I guess sort of switching to the fortnightly format, we're a bit more focused in the, the topics that we're doing, but you and Chewy did actually uh, put out an extra episode last week. If, we did. If you haven't listened to that already, go and have a listen.
1: Bonus content.
0: Yeah, yeah, very good. But, uh, yeah, it does mean every now and then we do need to catch up on the news. And, I mean, the news at the moment, well, kind of over the last, like, three or four weeks, has just been that there are a million new sets coming out over the next few months. Out of nowhere, it was like, hey, this is coming out. Oh, and then this is also coming out. And, oh, by the way, there's also this thing called Commander Masters, which no one knew was coming this year. And we're going to release that as well. So. Mm-hmm. Goodness me! So so many sets, and none of, none of this is including all the millions of secret layers that drop every five seconds. So yeah, yeah, just just new magic cards left, right, and center. So you guys mentioned on the podcast last week, uh, shadows remastered. So the Innistrad Shadows of Innistrad and Eldritch Moon, the remastered version of that coming to Arena. Yes, uh, so we'll have a bit of a look at the. We've got the full card list for that, so we'll have a bit of a look at that. That does release on March twenty one, so that's next week. And that's yeah, sorta of just part of Wizard's backfilling towards Pioneer. And I did hear and see somewhere that they've said that with this release, they're going to be they're gonna have ninety five percent of the top cards from the recent Pioneer Pro Tour on Arena. Now they're not including Zenagos and World Spine Worm. So
1: wow, the disrespect. There's,
0: there's a couple of cards. It's the winning deck, mate. Come it on, it is. It's the winning deck. Yeah, you'd think they could just add them, but they weren't in either of the Innistrad sets. So that's that's fine. I'm I that's, can give them a pass with that. But that's true. We are we are getting close to uh to having Pioneer full Pioneer on Arena, which is pretty cool. So that's coming up soon. Then we've got March of the Machines, which is the next standard set that's coming out. On April the twenty first, I think. I think that's the paper release. I think the arena release is the week before, as as well as the paper pre releases. So mm-hmm. that's basically a month away till we're getting that on arena. So that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that's sort of the continuation of the Phyrexia story that we've had, Brothers War and Dominaria and all that sort of stuff going into Phyrexia that we've had over the, the past few sets. So we might have to get uh, old mate JMar back on for uh, a bit more law. We get to um, we could do that the machines. But yeah, there's March of the Machines, and then there's the Aftermath. Yes. Which we'll will, we will talk about when we get to that. There, yeah. uh, as, as well as a Plane Chase set. Have you played Plane Chase, Cracker? Once. Okay. I don't really know. I know it's like you have these big cards that are kind of like world enchantments or something like that. Correct. Yep. And yeah. you sort of play, but they have like some sort of effect on the whole game
1: exactly so yeah um, at each turn you roll the plane die and like on a lot of them it'll just be nothing happens or it might be you know you flip over and you you change planes and then it will okay. be things like all creatures have haste or you know all creatures into the battlefield tapped or like all mana taps for double or something like that so they they are um, symmetrical effects across everyone but yeah sometimes you when you roll it to a new plane you might get like a little bonus um as the player who's kind of plane shifted to that. So yeah, okay. it's it's pretty cool. It, it it makes it interesting. Um commander with that is kind of wild, is my understanding. Do Just,
0: people play them for commander? Yeah.
1: I mean okay. it's commander, man. People do whatever they want.
0: <laughs> that is that's very true. <laughs> but uh yeah,
1: it's it's definitely it's it's its own thing. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so there's that. Then we have the Lord of the Rings set. Which is mm-hmm. a modern legal set, so this is the replacement for a modern horizons set this year, which is uh, going to be interesting. That releases June twenty first. Already got cards. Uh, we'll so. we, yeah, we'll be talking about that tonight as well. And then yeah, commander masters. So commander masters was just a random announcement surprise that kind of came out of nowhere, and it's I guess it's in the vein of like the commander legends set that came out a couple of years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. Although, I think this set's actually going to be good. Like, we don't have- Like
1: the first one? Like the first Commander Legends?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, this one, we don't have many previews, but we know we are getting Jeweled Lotuses, which are super expensive.
1: They are insane.
0: Like, a thousand bucks for a foil
1: sure. full art, standard
0: art, or whatever it is, Jeweled Lotus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, there's going to be, you know, more of those as well. Getting the Ur-Dragon.
1: Really cool profile border, lasard on that one too, actually. I think
0: it's yeah. cool. Yep. And capture of I don't know how to say that. Jing Xiao.
1: Jing Xiao I think it is. Okay. But uh sure. yeah, I'll take time warp. It. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a, a really me. old card from uh Portal of Three Kingdoms. Yeah. Portal of
0: Three Kingdoms card. Yeah. yeah it's oh. just Time Warp. Yep. Uh so that is coming out Commander Masters is coming out on August the 4th. So we've got paper releases. We've got one towards the end of April, then one towards the end of June and then one early August. Goodness me, that that is a lot of
1: stuff uh, to buy. Well, you're forgetting that there will be another standard release in between those as well.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Because <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> the the April set only goes until yeah. Okay, July, so there'll be a July
0: set. A July set. Yeah. Which and is. And then there'll
1: be a September one.
0: Is it the El set next, and then a uh, th- No, then Ixalan. I think so. Or is the Ixalan one first?
1: No, I think I think El Drain is first. El Drain will be sweet. I'm really looking forward to going back there. Hopefully, it's not as busted but you know who knows
0: so yeah that's sort of what we're going to talk about tonight all these new set releases and uh yeah some of the cards that we're excited about so um yeah we'll get into that so the first one shadows remastered so Mm -hmm. as we said backfilling on arena the pioneer card pool and we do have the full card list we do released and, you know, we were sort of talking before the podcast, like, like I went through and made a list of mm-hmm. the cards that are like Pioneer played because uh, that's sort of sort of the most important thing, I guess, with Explorer because po- Explorer does tend to sort of mimic the Pioneer format a fair bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, if we're hitting 95% of the card pool, then you would expect to have, you know, be playing decks that are 90% complete. Yeah, right?
0: exactly. Yeah. And there are quite a few decks that are now... Like straight ports from from Pioneer into in, mm-hmm. Arena, so like and some an straight to, missing as well. Yeah, yeah. So like the creativity deck that I've been playing, the entire deck is on Arena except for Xenogos and Worlds Spine Worm. So I just played the same version, but I play the Sage of the Falls, Locust God. It's basically just two card combo as well. Mm-hmm.
1: So. <laughs> it's except not you can actually cast those ones. You can yeah.
0: actually cast them. Yep, you don't it's, really want to be doing that, but it's not quite as good. Uh, but, like, if they kill one of your creatures, you kind of get nothing from it. Whereas if they kill your Worldspine Worm, you still get three worms from it. So, that's mm-hmm. nice. Uh, and you uh, but, shuffle yeah, it you back in so of, you can do it again. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we, was, we were scrolling through the card list and it was like, oh, man, there's this card and this card and this card that are all, like, mo- they've seen modern play or heavily played in standard. And they just they just don't see They're just in, bad, man. Like, I'm, year, so. I'm just
1: looking at these cards thinking this thing was a standard all-star. Yep. Like diagraph colossus, right? <laughs> it's just it's a three mana tutu that doesn't do anything. Yeah. Like it's just a pile of stats. Yep, and it makes some zombies. Like I don't know. There's there's a million different things.
0: Yeah, declaration in stone. Mm-hmm. What was the black card? The collective brutality. Collective brutality. Yep. Uh, what was the red creature? Oh,
1: uh, bedlam reveler. We were yeah, talking bedlam about reveler. that. That one yep. a pro tour, mate. Yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, Yeah, I played that in in Mardu after uh, Jerry T won the Pro Tour. So mm a bunch of stuff that's super powerful, but they just don't quite fit into the Pioneer format. And I don't know if that's... Like, we've sort of spoken about it before. Like, is that that people just aren't, like, brewing and testing this sort of stuff? Or is it just not good enough? And we did have the Pioneer Pro Tour recently, so I would assume that pros would have looked at a bunch of options and just found that they're not good enough. It could be that those cards are missing... Like the modern power level support cards to to go with them to make them strong enough. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't know.
1: So shadows over Innistrad came out in
0: 2016.
1: Okay. And that's a long time ago. Now. That is a long time ago now, <laughs> and it turns out that the cards now are just way better. <laughs> yes. Just <laughs> like orders of magnitude better. Yeah. Like it's it's just nutty. The the power level difference in, in what you get. It's just stuff that, yeah, like we said, saw a lot of play, just you, they wouldn't see playing in standard now.
0: No, no. And unless they can compete with The Fable of the Mirror Breaker, they're uh, probably not good enough. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so we thought we'd go through and pick some of the, the ones that we know are Pioneer playable. They're already being played in decks, and so will probably have an impact on the Explorer format. We are likely, I think you guys mentioned on the podcast last week, it's pretty likely that our next league will actually be Explorer. It'll be good to play mm-hmm. something a little bit different. People aren't super excited about Standard at the moment, so getting this release right before our next league will kick off is going to be pretty cool because we'll yeah we'll have some cool decks. So there's a few white cards uh, that are coming in. Griff's Spoon, yeah, the uh, the green white auras deck just lost in the finals of the most recent Pro Tour, so it's yeah a, uh, a solid pickup.
1: Gives a creature flying. Yeah, I mean it's one mana. Um Also the Orzhov auras as well. We we talked yep. about that. They actually had really high um, win rates overall. Yeah, yep. the, the auras decks. So this one's actually yeah. just really strong.
0: Spoon's really good because it you know gives you creature flying, which is a, you know it's Shoot. giving it evasion, so it's good to to try and get it through. But it also you can cast it back from your graveyard. So mm-hmm. uh, you know a problem with those sorts of decks is you suit up a creature and then it gets killed through some means and then you lose all your enchantments so being able to get your crisp spoon back from your graveyard is is really good so definitely a good pick up there uh what's the next one
1: self the spirit so huge in the spirits deck one and a white two one with flying sacrifice at creatures you control again indestructible until end of turn this card is just good it just sweeper protection for the, the spirits deck it's exactly what they want to do um you know they just protect their they go wide scored and it's just really annoying to get around you kind of have to double spell everything and it can just be enough of a tempo for that deck to do what it needs to
0: yeah often you have to just like kill the selfless spirit first Mm -hmm. and then like get that off the field and then hope that you can like untap and then wipe the board sort of thing yep uh, yeah or or
1: or target the thing that you actually want dead and hope that they pop the spirit so then you can yeah Yeah. but it's it's a two-turn thing for sure
0: Sigarda's Aid, so modern playable card. This one, uh, single white for enchantment. You can cast auras and equipment spells as though they had flash. And whenever an equipment enters the battlefield under your control, you may attach it to target creature you control. So we do have hammer, horse's mm-hmm. hammer. We in, do uh, in Explorer, as well as a bunch of other reasonable uh, equipment. So yeah, this is obviously a huge part of the modern Hammer Time deck. And there is a Pioneer version of the Hammer Time deck. So. Yeah, getting this in Explorer is going to be pretty cool. It'll be good to see what people do with it. I like that in the picture, it's a picture of, I'm assuming that's Sagada, mm-hmm. giving a person a hammer. <laughs> it's like, here you go, have, have a hammer. It's, it's like foreboding it's, or whatever. It's true, yeah. I
1: mean, it's also, like I said, it's from 2016, so it's a long time ago. They weren't planning Colossus Hammer at the time. Oh, you never know, Cracker. <laughs> well, you lose flying, mate. So, Sagada would be on the ground. Yep, yep. But uh, <laughs> anyway, the next card is one I've cast a bunch of times, and that is uh, pour over the pages. So three blue blue, draw three cards, untap two lands, then discard a card. This thing is played in the Lotus Field combo deck because when you cast it, you are plus one mana because your two Lotus Fields tap for six, and it just churns through the deck. So these, this is like one of your better payoffs it digs really deep and generates mana so this card is great
0: now we still don't have hidden strings on explorer and we and we don't have thespian stage either so yep i still don't think we're going to be able to play like i said
1: when there are some decks that are missing completely you cannot play lotus Sword combo without those two things like (laughs) the the thespian stage is just like a hard requirement for that deck to be a starter in any way
0: all right, next one is uh, one that I have played a mm. few times, which is Pieces of the Puzzle. Two and a blue sorcery. Reveal the top five cards of your library. Put up to two instant and or sorcery cards from among them into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. So this is a key piece of Phoenix, which up until recently was like a top tier Pioneer deck, but I think creativity has kind of taken it over. They're kind of... yeah two decks that play on the same axes. And as we've mentioned previously, the the creativity deck just has an I win <laughs> button. Whereas Phoenix is like, Oh, did I find three or four Phoenixes in my top 20 or 30 cards? Nope. Okay. Well, I lost. And Tacky for I six. Did, yeah. You <laughs> still might not get there. So yeah, like the it's really good card, but it, it's also the Phoenix deck is also missing the delve cards, your treasure mm-hmm. cruise and your um, dig Deep through, through time. time. So pieces of the puzzle really fuels that, you know, it, it digs you five deep, you get to take hopefully a treasure cruise or something like that, and then you get to bin a whole bunch of cards so then you can cast that treasure, treasure cruise really cheap. So, yeah, Phoenix Phoenix will still be around, but the pieces are slowly getting there. The pieces of the puzzle are slowly falling Uh-oh. into places, Chewy
1: might say. Okay, so the important thing about pieces of the puzzle is that it combos with Brain in a Jar and Rise from the Tides, which <laughs> <laughs> which what? was the thing I did in Standard at the time. Was was I don't even know what that is. Oh mate. Create
0: six mana create a tapped two two black zombie creature token for each instant and sorcery card in your graveyard. Wow. Mm-hmm, Sounds mm-hmm. like it's good friends with your mate Horty Jin.
1: Yeah. It or, was uh he, used, to, <laughs> he used to play uh, what was it? Engulf the Shore, which was like return you yeah, yeah, okay. used to bounce all the things. Anyway, yep. um yeah, not remotely playable. But anyway, yeah. Um it, doesn't stop you from playing it credit. It would not stop me from playing it because yep. that's my jam. Uh, I think even though you should talk about the next card we mentioned no, it I should last talk week. About the next yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Next card about-
0: is one of my all-time favorite cards. Thing in the ice. One on a blue for an 0-4, creature horror defender, enters the battlefield with four ice counters on it. When you cast an instant or sorcery, you move an ice counter, and then when it has no ice counters, you transform it. And on the other side, it is the Awoken Horror, a 7-8 Kraken Horror, and when it transforms into it, you bounce all non-horror creatures to their owner's hands. So I've played a ton, an absolute ton of this card, and I was hanging for it to be on Arena mm-hmm. for Phoenix, because it gets played in Phoenix. Yep, and for the longest time. Don't, now I just don't care. <laughs> So sad. (laughs) But I did, at the regional championships, playing Pioneer in the 5K, I played against Phoenix, and my opponent had a flipped thing in the ice, so they had the Awoken Horror, and I played a... Holebreaker Horror? A Holebreaker Horror,
1: which is... This card. It is that card, correct.
0: It is literally this card. And it was like, oh, nice horror you've got there. That's I've it. got a hole breaker horror and <laughs> yeah. mine's slightly better than yours. <laughs> literally
1: doing the Spider-Man meme where you're pointing at each yep, other. Yep. Yeah. Except <laughs> so yours good. yours is way better Except after mine, it's flipped.
0: Mine then bounced his-, uh, oh. <laughs> his, his, and, his and
1: your hole breaker horror, as the name implies, is a horror. So, it's not even like yes, the in the bounced. ice flipping would bounce it. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Good times. <laughs> yeah. Next card is another one I've cast a few times as well, yep. which is Eldritch Evolution. One green green, you sacrifice a creature, and then you go find something with a mana value up to one greater. Um, two greater. Play. X, two greater. Oh, sorry, two plus sacrifice
0: creature. Yep.
1: Apologies. I was scrolling for the card. Uh, this sees play in Grease Fang. You can um, play your turn one zombie that mills things. Yep. Stitcher supplier. That's the one. And then you, yep. yeah, you untap and. Get to turn yep. it into a grease fan, which is yeah, real, yeah. real
0: good. Yeah, you 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 bin three from playing the Stitch Supplier, then you bin another three when you sacrifice it. Mm-hmm. And then, you guarantee to hit grease a Pylian two and, and, and well, yeah. you're gonna hit something and, nah, yeah, you d- and off. It's, you
1: go. It, yeah, it's a turn three. It's it's just density, it's just more copies. Yeah, exactly. Of, yep. of that for that um I don't know whether there's other things that would see playing. It's potential like it sees playing some modern decks. Um it sees play in Yoggmoth. As, like, a kind of a combo piece, but uh, yeah, it is it's always it, part of a combo, uh, correct? It is, it is not usually a fair card, it's definitely played as, as doing an unfair thing, so yep, one worth keeping an eye
0: on. All right, uh, the next one is a card that I have put into play many times, but have cast very, very few times prized amalgam one blue black for a three three zombie. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield, if it entered from your graveyard or you cast it from your graveyard, you return Prize Amalgam from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped at the beginning of the next end step. So when Pioneer first started, I played a fair bit of the Dredgeless Dredge deck, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that's sort of hinged around Prize Amalgams, and uh, yeah, that was this was a piece that was missing from that deck. I think pretty much that whole deck is now. On Explo- yeah, because d- Narkamiba's
1: been in the format for a long time. And yeah,
0: yeah. And we've got Stitcher Supplies. We've got the mm-hmm. Seder Water and Yep, all that sort of stuff. The, I've forgotten what it's called, the um, Green Black Grizzly Salvage. Like, that's mm-hmm. all all there as well. So, yeah, like, I think all the pieces there. I don't know if the deck's any good, but it's there. So, interesting to know.
1: Next up, we have Spellqueller. Talking about uh, Selfless Spirit before. This is another absolute house in that deck uh one blue white flash two three flying when etbs exile a target spell with mana value four or less and then when it leaves a battlefield the exiles card owner may cast it without playing its mana cost so this thing sucks if you are playing against <laughs> it because it exiles the spell so it doesn't counter it even though it counters it Effectively. So, you put it on the stack and then they flash this in and it just gets tucked underneath your spell queller until, you know, you can get rid of it. But then they've got a selfless spirit in play, so you can never get rid of the spell queller. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like, like, yeah. It's, it's, this, just the,
0: it's the tempo.
1: Yeah. This, this thing is, is an absolute beating. And particularly when they hit it off um, Collected Company. Yes. Along yep. with something yep. else as well.
0: You cast something, they respond with Collected Company and, uh, yeah, of course they hit a spell queller.
1: Hit this and a lord and you're just like, all right, GG's. Yep. Um, yeah, super powerful card. Um, kind of one of the linchpins of that deck.
0: Yeah. Yep. So, it means, yeah, we're, we've we seen mono blue spirits. We've seen blue white spirits. We've seen banned spirits. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a bunch of, bunch of versions of that, that can go in. So, yeah, definitely good a
1: good addition. So, and this card, yeah. Chewie yep. and I were speculating last week as to whether they were going to put it on.
0: Yeah. Be- yeah because yeah,
1: was it was the face card of the set. It was the big bad that they'd mm. been building to for a long time. What have we got?
0: Emrakul, the Promised End. So mm. I, I have cast this quite a few times, actually, in uh, in Mono Green Tron. So this is the 13 mana Emrakul, and yeah, it was the big bad face card of the uh, Eldritch Moon set. You know, ev- to everyone's shock and surprise, it was El- Emricle that was the big baddie of the set. No one ever saw that coming. Yeah. Uh, but this is uh, costs one less to cast for each card type among cards in your graveyard, and when you cast it, you gain control of target opponent. You gain control of target opponent during that player's next turn. After that turn, that player takes an extra turn. It's got flying, trample, and protection from instance, and it is a 13-13. So you're usually casting this for like eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty normal. And when you're playing Tron, like that's easy. No, no worries, sort of getting that sort of mana. The thing, like it's obviously a very good, it's a finisher, you know, 1313 flying trample pro instance, like very, very, very good. But the thing that is a big question around this is how is Arena going to handle the gaining control of target opponent during that player's next turn? Because we haven't seen this on Arena yet. We haven't. This is the first mind slaver effect, which is the OG version of controlling a player in their turn. Mm-hmm. This is the first time we've seen that on Arena. So how do you think it's going to work, Cracker?
1: So I think we've already seen a bit of precedence in terms of like when you, when you duress someone. It already lets you like see their hand and you can like minimize it and go back to the battlefield. So I think it'll be similar to that where it'll just either keep their hands so afterwards you you see it like all the cards face up. I I wonder whether it's just gonna be like that where it just turns the cards face up in your opponent's hand and then you can just interact with it and it will you know do the auto tapping stuff or you know you can click on their lands and tap their thing. I I think that's probably the way that it will work.
0: Yeah. Because, like, yeah, you've also, you can tap their lands, you've also, mm-hmm. you know, you activate all their abilities, you've mm-hmm. got their creatures that you can attack with, but it's also, they're, you're making them do things and then you have to respond with your stuff. Correct. So, like, you will often, you know, chump attack their creatures into your own Emrakul. So, it's, yeah, ha- like... How how does it let you skip through all the phases? Because you as the player need to be able to respond to each part of the phase as well. Okay. So So how does that work?
1: I'm going to go one one more (laughs) on you there. Yep. Whose clock is it using?
0: Well, yeah, that's a good point too. Yep.
1: Because in theory, you could just emracle someone, take their turn, and AFK, <laughs>
0: just just let them sign <laughs> it. It would have to use your clock, like I you mean, are uh,
1: you are controlling you, their, you are. their
0: turn, so it would have to use your clock. But which it's, is yeah, getting very interesting,
1: super hard because that's a lot of clock management. You've got to make yeah, sure yeah. that you can yep. play. And yeah, look, generally speaking, when you put emracle on the stack, you win because people concede to it. But um, not always.
0: Yeah, yeah, not always. Yep.
1: It's, it's definitely going to be interesting to say. Oh, I will be tuning yeah. in to watch some streamers struggling with, <laughs> with yeah, this yeah on the yeah, first I mean, couple of days.
0: I'm I'm hoping that they've come up with some sort of intuitive system that's like oh yeah okay that works that makes sense and it's clear that okay I'm passing priority for you then I'm passing priority for me okay mm-hmm. let's go to combat so let's declare your attackers and mm-hmm. then it goes to me declaring and the then blockers I can declare blockers yeah. and then it goes to you yeah. and then it, and it, so it's going to be constant it has to constantly switch between the two unless you you as your player player has no responses. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's not off, but at least you're going to have blockers and things like that. So, yeah, yeah you've got to wait and see.
1: Yeah, it's yep. it's it'll be weird because you you'll get that whole thing I want to target my creature with my removal spell and arena's like, "Are you sure?" Like, yeah. Yes, I'm 100% <laughs> sure that's the thing that I want my opponent to do is yeah, kill exactly. their own best threat. So, yeah, yeah, it'll be it will definitely be interesting. But I'm I'm really glad that they have done it.
0: Yeah. What I I'm think- interested in seeing is the animation that they come up with for cool Because this will be an animation that Chewie can't get annoyed about. It's true. If, if you know Spaghetti Monster comes across your screen or whatever, there'll be no, oh, can't stand these animations. It's like, well, that's like- That's that your Eldrazi. That's mm-hmm. your Imricle.
1: Like, Yep. Exactly. So- All right. A couple of other cards we were going to talk about. Yep. Lands. There was a rare <laughs> land cycle in this set, and they are called the Showlands because- Choked Estuary, for example, it's blue and a black. As it enters the battlefield, you may reveal an island or swamp card from your hand. Importantly, it's not a basic. So, if you've got Triomes and things, that works. Um, and it says, if you don't, Choked Estuary enters the battlefield tapped. Uh, in case you can't tell from that description, these lands suck. <laughs> they saw <laughs> always very- have, always will. Yeah, they saw very little play in standard because they just- bad. It just requires you to hold on to lands and the off chance,
0: yeah, the play pattern is just garbage. They don't um, work with themselves.
1: Correct, because they don't have a basic land type. Yep. So, if you had two of these in your hand, you're just like, well, I guess I'm just dead. However, they have downshifted them. So, they are now uncommons rather than rares, which is something we've seen in these sets where they take multiples. We saw it with the Arrow of Devastation one that they did, um, where they combine multiple sets and they do a bit of rarity- maneuvering but it's very very rare that we get rare lands downshifted like we have the temples that are kind of bad and they're still a rare even though they should probably be commons
0: and they've been reprinted 500 times (laughs) yeah
1: correct but they they didn't ever like downshift those in anything so these are uncommons and um don't waste your wild cards on them
0: yeah yeah, nothing worse than you buy a bunch of these packs, you crack them, and then half of your rare slots are filled with the garbage oh, lands that you never oh to
1: play. Oh, don't be, oh, be, be salty about that. Because there's there's also, like, the other uncommons in this set, which are, like, uh, Highland Lake, which is just straight enters the battlefield tapped at, for blue or red, which is effectively the same thing, like, the majority yeah, of the time. Much. But yeah. <laughs> There is Guy Reach Sanitarium, still at rare, which is two tap, each player draws a card, then discards. I think that's the- Oh, and then there's the- There's Handware Battlements, which- Yeah, there's the meld. Used to see play, but I don't think that's going to see play.
0: There's a few of the meld cards. You've got the yeah. Gisela and Brunner and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, there is Westvale Abbey, which in standard that was, was one. one of my favourite cards. Like, yeah, that just absolutely cool. loved that card. Right. And, and the art was sweet, mm-hmm. but just not playable outside of standard.
1: Uh, no, because nope. if you've got five creatures- Chilling, you're probably already winning. Yeah, be <laughs> <You're> pioneer. <buying it. laughs> I'm yep. going to sacrifice them and make one creature.
0: Yes. And then you're going <laughs> to
1: lose the killer. With
0: the enchantment? Leyline binding. Leylon I don't binding want to talk it. about Leyline. <laughs> that,
1: right. that, that card is just. Look, I love you, j Mud, but so help me. Don't, that card is dumb. turn turn two and turn three leyline
0: bindings yeah thanks jay much
1: feels good for (laughs) one matter like
0: what anyway (laughs) all right so yeah any other cards you're interested in from this
1: no i'm just i'm i am shocked by the cards that i thought would be good and looking at them again now in like you know what are we seven years later these cards are just mostly bad
0: Okay, well, yeah, we'll see what effect it has on Explorer and, uh, yeah, hopefully see a few more Pioneer-based lists getting played on Arena, which is pretty good. Uh, all right, the next setup is March of the Machines and the Aftermath. So, yeah, as we said, this releases April 21st, so this is the next standard set. Uh, the main set has cards in it called multiverse legends which are basically like mystical archive or the retro artifacts that we had in the recent sets that sort of thing like you actually get one in each draft and set booster uh, and then you get three in the collector's boosters and some of them are cards like ragavan so Mm -hmm. like fancy printings of ragavan which is kind of cool Mm, it is yeah it'll be uh good to pick up a few of those because they are stupid expensive but yeah interesting I mean I'll <laughs> I've, I've finally gotten to the point where it's like alright I need to stop buying sealed product I'm buying a box and a bundle of every set. I need to stop I've got to mm-hmm. stop yep. okay I'm going to I'm yep. gonna call it with this set and then it's like ah oh, multiverse legends ah oh, maybe I'm going to have to
1: buy it. <laughs> is that because you just really want to open a Thalia and the Gitrog monster yeah yeah or yeah, sure. yeah. do you really want Golta and Maverin I, I don't know <laughs> These are right, well, wild.
0: Yeah, let's have a quick look at, at some of the cards from this and then we'll have a bit of a chat about the aftermath because I've got a theory on, on the aftermath,
1: which I've spoken
0: to you about, Cracker.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we'll we'll get into that. So, talk to us about the Fairy Mastermind.
1: Yeah, Yuta Takahashi. It is his world championship card. I think we mentioned this a little while ago, but it's worth talking about again because it's sweet. So, it is one and a blue for a 2-1 with flush and fly. It says, whenever an opponent draws their second card on each turn, you draw a card. And then has an activated ability, three and a blue. Each player draws a card. Uh, I mean, Yuta is well known for playing fairies in modern, even though fairies in modern hasn't been playable for a very long time. He still- <laughs> Still keeps, plays and still wins with it. Still just wins because he's an absolute monster. So, I, I really love that they've been doing this for a while now. It's um, it's cool. You, you've got, you know, Yuta on the art, which is- Sweet, he's, you know, flying about, waiting for people to draw cards. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know how much you can let, let people- you know, Oh, on your turn, I'm going to give you an extra card. <laughs> okay, please, spend four mana for that. I, I would love that. <laughs> so, I don't know how good it is, but it's it's cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, you flash it in. Uh, like, if you activate it on their turn, so they draw their second, turn, second card, you actually draw two cards as well. Yes. Because- each player yeah, you draws draw a, a card. card is the upgrade yeah, yeah. ability yep. and then yep. you draw a card because your opponent's drawing their second card each turn. So, it's Correct. four mana, you draw two, your opponent draws one.
1: Yep. And, so and then you can do it in their end step and all that
0: sort of stuff. So, it's yeah. not like it and, has to be. you know, there is a card called Narset, although Narset would stop this, that ability Correct. from working because they wouldn't actually draw the card. So, yep. yeah. Okay. Uh, I did hear that he really pushed, like obviously they, they designed these cards in consultation with the World champ, that sort of thing, and he mm-hmm. really pushed for it to be a one three, like sa- same ability, same everything, but a mm-hmm. one three, so that it can block <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: And they said no. <laughs> so rude. It's the opposite. It, it, it's the opposite of Vendillion clicked in as well. It's so elegant. Good mm, design, yeah. Uta. Well thought yep. through, mate. Yeah, yeah. Unlucky,
0: but it's yeah. I think I've heard people saying it'll possibly see some play in Legacy, which I think Uta is a uh mm-hmm. you know heavy legacy player so that's pretty cool and yeah maybe maybe see some play in modern but yeah could uh could slot into the mono blue lists in standard as well we'll, we'll have to see uh another card that uh, might sl- slot into the mono blue list in standard is moment of truth so another anticipate variant sort of thing mm-hmm. this one's interesting this is a bit more like our old mate uh expressive iteration kind of so one in a blue instant uh, look at the top three cards of your library, put one of those into your hand, one into your graveyard, and the one on the bottom of your library. That is... That's a pretty decent upgrade.
1: Yeah. So, this is like consider is to opt mm. as, like, moment of truth is to anticipate. So, yep. yeah. If you don't know, putting cards in your graveyard is not a downside. No. It is actually just good. Do it yep. as much as you can. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how much play it or see, um, but three cards can be a lot. So, yeah, it's definitely- It'll be one that I'll look at. And, hey, it's a common, so I'll definitely try it out in my terrible, is it, spells decks that I keep playing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, instant speed is is very handy. So, that certainly gives it a big upgrade from- Yeah, I mean, Expressive iteration is obviously a very very strong card, but- uh, It's just got banned in Legacy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's not many places it, you could play expressive it, iteration. I think
1: modern is modern. the only place that it's legal. Yep, yeah. and, and and commander. But um, yeah,
0: and it's it'll probably see <laughs> banning in modern at some point. Look,
1: listen, <laughs> if they ever feel the need to nerf Merktide, then that's a yeah, pretty good yeah. place to start. I'm not going to lie. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, then we've got uh, Omnath. We've finally got five color Omnath. Uh, we've seen all sorts of versions of Omnath over the years and That's we've it. finally got the five colours. So this is, it's the four colours that it was previously, the white, blue, red and green. And then it has a black Phyrexian mana symbol. So it does still count as black. So you can pay it for Wooburg or you can play it for the four colours and two life. And this is a 4-4 four, four Phyrexian elemental. So it is Omnath all weird looking with a bunch of tentacles coming out its back. It's it's a bit mm-hmm. creepy. Uh, and a bunch of, like, what's it called? Ica? Ica, yeah. Stuff, like, coming Hanging off, off his arm. Yep. Uh, so, it is, if you would lose unspent mana, that mana becomes black instead, which is a callback to one of the old Omnaths. The, the original Omnath.
1: Yep. 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 So, yeah, you could, um, green mana wouldn't empty from your mana pool. And it yep. beca- his power increased by the amount of mana in your pool.
0: And then at the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, look at the top card of your library. You may reveal that card if it has 3 or more this is really confusing. 3 or more colored mana symbols in its mana cost. If you do, add three mana in any combination of its colors and put it into your hand. If you don't, reveal it and put it into your hand. Super confusing, but my basic understanding is you draw the card, you can draw, <laughs> you draw the card no matter what, but then if the card happens to have 3 Coloured mana symbols on it They don't have to be Three of the same There's just to be Three of any Coloured mana symbols Then mm-hmm. you get to add Three mana Of your choosing Of any of those colours <laughs> Correct And then you still Put it into your hand <laughs> so, Correct Very strange very very, very very strange So I guess you can You could play it In your main phase No it's at your Pre-combat Beginning of your pre So it's your next turn So you've got to Untap with it And then you get The ability Strange Either way you draw a card And then sometimes You will add three mana To your mm-hmm. mana pool Yep. But then it doesn't
1: empty. No. Yeah. So then, so the it end, just becomes if you don't black
0: use it at the end of your turn. Yeah. Or as you change phases, Phase. it'll yep. turn into black mana.
1: And and you just get to keep it. Yeah. Mm.
0: Interesting. All right. Uh, yeah. And then there's a bunch of you mentioned. We've got Thalia and the Gitlock Gidrog monster. There's Golta and Maverin, Drana and Linvala, Yagul and Moltani. Like just a bunch of legends jammed together. Yep. Which is weird. Yep. And mostly it's just their abilities jammed together. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and their stats jammed together. It's strange. I, yeah, I don't know what's going on in this set. Obviously, it's uh, a whole bunch of planes colliding or something,
1: Multiverse of Madness style. Pretty much. Yeah, and that's mm. that's my reading of it is it's like the full end game kind of thing where, you know, well, I never thought I'd fight with an elf. <laughs> kind of thing bring it to the lord of the rings but yeah if, i don't know yeah, i i kind of hate it honestly <laughs> I, I know some people are really excited <laughs> but it just seems it it feels like silver border stuff
0: yeah it does yep yeah i don't like when they like all these cards like you you know pairing up these legends just feel like commander cards and i it just really annoys me when they just jam the standard sets full of commander cards it's like you've got Commander-specific sets. You've got Commander decks. We didn't mention before, but every single... So, like, March of the Machines has Commander decks. Lord of the Rings set has Commander decks. Commander mm-hmm. Masters has Commander decks. There's, like, four or five Commander decks for mm-hmm. each one of those. So, that's, like, 12 to 15 Commander decks yep. where they can print Commander-specific stuff, as well as Commander Masters, an entire set that is Commander stuff. Why do they need to force all that stuff in? Into standard sets Like just make good standard sets And then people will buy the cards You don't have yeah. to put all this commander stuff Yeah it's, Yeah it's
1: it's it's It feels really forced Like the set with all of the planeswalkers Made sense to me Because there was the yeah, yeah. the artifacts yeah, well, that, was, that, 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 that dragged was the them dragged. Yeah yeah exactly yep. So like Bolas was trying to steal everyone's spark yep. We're a spark right That was what it was called
0: Yeah yeah it was awesome I, Like it, I really liked that It was good
1: It, it made a lot of sense thematically yep. Whereas this just feels like they've kind of I don't know, run out of ideas. <laughs> it's <laughs> boring for gone...
0: Marvel. I mean, we had the Gatewatch, which was the, you know, yeah. the Avengers. Now we're mm-hmm. in the Multiverse of Madness.
1: So, yeah, we're going to see Ant-Man soon. And <laughs> I mean, that's right, mate. We've got Yagol and Multani, which has got the biggest power of any creature printed yeah. in magic. 18 power. Yep. It's, it's also green
0: in its mana symbol. So, it could definitely be used with, what's the green, the Neoform deck where you, like- Ch-
1: Allosaurus ch- Rider?
0: Yeah, like all that. But there's. What's the green card where you like. Uh, like you discard or you exile a green card and you get. Nourishing Shoal. Nourishing Shoal, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah okay. Nourishing Shoal with your Yargle. Yeah. So that
1: extra three life. The reason you yes. do that with World Spawn Worm is it does shuffle back in. But, yes, you know, exactly. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> the three life really matters. Yeah. yeah, it's huge difference. Yep. I don't know. Yep. Look, some of the other stuff looks sweet. Like. The new gin looks cool. The new Chandra looks like it'll be interesting. Um, there's there's definitely cards that are gonna be good. I don't know what else there is to say. Yeah, about this yeah. One. Who
0: knows? Yeah. And so yeah, the other thing that makes this set weird. So obviously we're gonna have a bunch more previews of that over the next few weeks. So we'll probably talk about that that again. But March of the Machines has the aftermath. So this mm-hmm. is something that Wizards hasn't done before. So this is releasing May the twelfth. So it's like three weeks after the main set releases. We're getting aftermath which is 50 a 50 card set and this this i'm going to read this off of wizard's description so get a law-packed epilogue po- epilogue booster to witness the conclusion of the march of the machine storyline so obviously we're ending march of the machine and then we're going to eldraine so that whole storyline with dominaria and phyrexia and that sort of stuff is all going to end so this is some sort of story-based set that's going to wrap it all up 50 50 cards they're coming in booster packs of 5 magic cards. You get 1 to 3 cards of rarity rare or higher and then 2 to 4 uncommon cards in every pack. So there's no commons, it's 2 to 4 uncommons and then yeah, 1 to 3 rares or mythics. You're guaranteed a foil and a showcase card in every pack. And then they've got this line of rebuild the multiverse while building up your collection, which is strange. That's a that's a weird weird line to put in it but this is strange like th- these are going into standard it's going to be released on arena it's yeah it's three weeks after the mm-hmm. standard set releases i don't know if there's a pro tour in between Ooh, this release. Question. that's that's something that we could probably look up if we were good podcasters
1: and, yeah, yeah i don't sh- know if Shownotes wizard actually releases and... things that far in advance do they
0: <laughs> uh, no well the next pro tour is i is that minneapolis is that the next i think that might be the next one so yeah anyway you yeah. could look up the date but this is weird, and and I had a theory that I I'm just gonna I'm gonna quickly share. I've shared this with you, Cracker, but I had a theory. I remember a tweet coming out from Aaron Forsyth or Mark Roswell or so, one of the like powers that be at Wizards, talking about booster packs and draft boosters and just getting people's opinion on like the sizes of packs and things like that. And my theory is that this is a test case for scrapping regular draft sets and the mm-hmm. you know 250 card sets that we get at the moment because tons of effort goes into building a every standard set so that it is draftable you know they they have to pay a fortune in art licenses you know you've got to design all the cards you've got to spend ages designing the draft format all that sort of thing testing whatever to build a draft format and then you release it as a standard set and then like 30 of the 250 cards actually get played and the rest are basically just garbage. So my theory is that if something like this sells well, this is where they're going to go in the future. And they're going to have standard sets are going to be 50 cards and they're going to come in packs like this and then they're going to release draft-specific sets. So rather than having four standard sets that are draftable sets each year plus all you know your Modern Horizon sets that are also draftable and everything else that's draftable, they'll do like one or two draft specific sets based on some sort of theme and then your standard releases will just be small sets like this because at the end of the day that's really all people care about it's it's basically you know we you look every time we talk about standards like oh yeah this this deck is 52 rares and seven mythics and there's like three uncommons in there somewhere so no one really cares about the commons and uncommons and i that's my tinfoil hat theory i think that's where it's going could be completely wrong but that's I'm gonna I'm putting it out there now. So if that's what happens, we can, I look really cool
1: <laughs> on the record. And if not, no one will remember. So it's fine. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No one listens to this well, anyway.
1: Uh, so it's fine. Yeah. I I don't know. It, like I legitimately have no idea. It's it's definitely really interesting, and it's something that you see with other like digital first games. Yeah. Where they they do these kind of major releases, and then shortly after they do. You know these shake-up things, which seems like a, a really good thing for arena and trying to keep it fresh. But it just seems really close. So like three much weeks product, is not man. No, no, correct. It it yeah. is not, and it makes the set massive. It's going to be what effectively three hundred and twenty yeah, cards yep. or something like that.
0: Yeah, like I could see. You know, you release it on April twenty first, and then a month and a half, like six weeks later, like halfway between that set releasing and the next standard set. Then you release it as that fresh injection of, yep, let's change up the format a little bit with these extra cards. Yep, I could get that. But Mm -hmm. three weeks, it's like, like I haven't even started crafting cards yet of the the new set. I'm still waiting to see what people are playing.
1: So, my tinfoil hat theory go for it rebuild the metaverse, the multiverse, while building your collection. I think they've gone full old school Marvel, and it's just a dream sequence. And Teferi's going to wake up. Uh, none, yeah, I'm, I'm none pretty sure of real. is
0: going to. Yeah, He's either going to snap his fingers turn, and turn rewind time. time.
1: Yep, or or none of it was real. Yeah, and it's going to make a lot of people really mad. <laughs> it's like it's 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 like the it's the old clickbait comic book titles, it's like the death of Wolverine, and it's just yeah. like Kitty Pride had a dream that Wolverine <laughs> died. He's like, hang on, Wolverine <laughs> can't die. Like this just yeah, doesn't yeah. make sense at all. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, right. that's all I got.
0: Yep, okay, we'll see what happens with that one. Let's move on to the next one. So, Lord of the Rings, so it releases June 21st. So, this is Modern Legal Set replacing the Modern Horizon set for the year, and it is going to be Modern Horizon's prices. So, it's going to be expensive. Uh, one thing that is a little bit strange, or that I thought was a bit strange, is they're not using the art or the actors from the movies. Like, mm-hmm. it's all fresh art. Yep. Which is was not what I was expecting. When they said Lord of the Rings set, I was expecting, you know, boxes with... What's his name? Sir Ian McKellen on mm-hmm. him, and you know Frodo and all this sort of stuff. Like, I was expecting yeah, yeah, You're expecting Orlando Bloom, and yeah, like all, yeah, exactly. all, all, yeah, and yeah, correct. That's not what we're getting at all. So that's completely changed my perception of the set, which know, is so interesting
1: because yeah. we've we've seen that in the past. We saw it with The Walking Dead. Mm. We've we've seen it with, admittedly, it's slightly different, but Fortnite using all the original characters and art for those. So it's definitely things that we've seen before. Like all the Warhammer stuff is all original games portal games Games workshop games workshop that's on games portals the store yeah all all their art so yeah um i don't know um i don't know how i feel about this yet most of the cards have only been out like yesterday
0: yeah, yeah, it's only just starting, and again, it's like, why are you previewing this now? You've got like two sets to come out before then, so why, why, I don't know, why are we previewing it? I don't know. It's, just, it's weird. So yes, we do. We do have some previews. So you know, we've got we've got Sam, we've got Radagast. I think this is going to be a set where we're going to have like multiple Sams, multiple frozen Correct. Yes, yeah, that, that, that is sort of confirmed. Thing. Yep. Uh, we've got the other thing that's also confusing because there is a commander set that comes in line with this. We've got like
1: soul rings. Oh, they're not putting soul ring into mod. No, there's uh.
0: wasteland, yeah, mm-hmm. the valley of Gorgoroth, but no, that's going to commander. That's not going to too standard. We've got, yeah, golem, and I'm tipping there's going to be a few different golems. We've got some very cool lands. Do you like these lands, Cracker? I, I quite like them. Just they again, look from a great. So they're pieces of. The map. So if you've ever read any of the Lord of the Rings books, there was always maps, you know, at the front or the back of the the book that showed, you know, the area that of Middle Earth and all that sort of stuff. And so it's, yeah, it's literally those drawings from the maps coloured mm-hmm. in and yeah, put onto onto lands.
1: They, they are basic basics. lands, just to be yep. clear. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. also like the Shire is a legendary land, which is pretty cool. So it makes food. Taps oh, nice. for green. No, oh yeah, nice. Yeah, yep. so it enters yeah, tapped unless you control a legendary creature. Taps for a green one and a green tap. Tap an untapped creature you control. Create a food token. Nice. Um, Sam also makes food. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah, we do have two versions of Sam. So we've mm-hmm. got Sam, loyal attendant, and then there's Sam, wise, the stout-hearted. So yeah, two two versions of that already revealed. A couple of cards to touch on. We have reprieve. Do you want to read us? This one, Cracker, you've probably cast the different version of this card. I
1: have absolutely cast the other version of this card. It is one and a white for an instant. Return target spells to its owner's hand. Draw a card. This is Remand. they have even gone for, like, a name that's very the same. Yep. Um, This card is stupid good. (laughs) It just- It is, like, it's- Remand is- Yeah, it's just always been- Really good. It's it's a card I've wanted in standard for quite a long time, uh, yep. and they're never going to do that. Nope. <laughs> which is which is a real shame. But uh, yeah, now white just has a counter spell.
0: Yeah, I mean we had man- we had mana What's the mm-hmm. that's the that's one. the counter unless you pay one. Correct. The, time, the color shifted one. But- yeah. yeah.
1: So I actually saw just briefly on this. I saw um, Maru talking about it, and he was saying that it it's actually been in. Because people are like, oh, it's breaking the color pie. And he's like, it's actually been in White's color pie for quite a long time now. They've just never printed it before. Okay. Um, and it is, uh, because it's not a true counter spell, it is a tempo slash taxing effect. So, think Elite Spellbinder, like those kind of, you know, things where it, it just slows your opponent down. It taxes the mana without it being like an actual hard counter. So, they would never reprint Mana Tithe into a standard set or anything like that. Like, that's never going to happen. But- but cards like this, where it is,
0: yeah. Cracker, it says draw a card on it. I know. I any say, sort of drawback that is, that or is giving the only your opponent problem. a card or and anything like that. Like how hey, White doesn't speed.
1: need to do that. Oh, I know. <laughs> Apparently, they do now. i tell yep, you what else yep. draws cards. The One Ring.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> the One Ring. Let, let me read this card out. Go for it. Because it is four mana for a legendary artifact that is indestructible. It's got... Basically, a chapter of the book on it, but it says when the One Ring enters the battlefield, if you cast it, you gain protection from everything until your next turn. At the beginning of your upkeep, you lose one life for each burden counter on the One Ring. Tap, place a burden counter on the One Ring, then draw a card for each burden counter on the One Ring. Oh boy, that's a lot of text.
0: Yep, a lot of good text though.
1: <laughs> that seems look. I don't. It's it's not going to see play in modern. It's just not. Fast know. enough.
0: I mean, it's gonna see play probably as a khan wishboard target for sure.
1: As a Witchbane orb.
0: I mean, it's just card draw in colors that. Yeah,
1: I guess it's just
0: like if you're like you put, two, if you put two two burden counters on it. Like every time you tap it, you're. Drawing Drawing two Extra cards Like you tap it the first time Which you can do the turn you play it You draw a card Next turn You draw two cards Next turn you draw three cards If you've got any way to proliferate You're drawing more cards Like So And it's indestructible
1: Car needs to be banned
0: Yes Yes I've been saying that for a while I know So have I Anyway
1: What's the more interesting thing about the
0: one ring (laughs) <laughs> well, there is going to be only one of them, Cracker. So, yeah, there's there's obviously a whole bunch of versions of this. There's like four or five different printings, and they all come in different boosters and whatever. But there is a version of the One Ring, which is full art, elven writing. I'm assuming it's foil, so it's probably going to look like a Pringle. <coughs> and it is numbered one of one. And it says down the bottom, one of one ring. There is only going to be one of this card in existence, mm-hmm. and it's only going to be available in English collector boosters. Mm-hmm. So, wow!
1: How much do you think this is going to be worth? Hundreds of thousands. <laughs> like Legit- legitimately, I, I think yeah, that. I, mean, I mean, this, this is now immediately the rarest card ever. Yeah, ever. Yep. And that's s- insane someone I mean, is going to want to pay yeah, a lot it. Yeah, like
0: someone like Post Malone or someone like that is going to buy up this card. Like someone's going to crack it, some very mm-hmm. lucky person in the middle of nowhere is going to crack it, it's going to get posted on Twitter, it's going to get passed around, and then that person is going to get contacted by Post Malone or the boxer dude or whatever, like someone, you know, Cassius Marsh, someone with stacks of money and it's going to be like, mm-hmm. yep, 200 grand, no worries, snap it off, done. And then it's going to sit in their collection forever, they're going to put it in a slab and wear it to parties and things like that. And <laughs> Goodness me, like... One of one, wow! You know what? And I mean, it it is the perfect card to do this for. Like, it it, it, is it the really one. is.
1: And but- and one of the one of the cool things because this some of the arts got previewed before. There was the one of one, and people were like, "Oh, why isn't the inscription showing up on the one ring? That just seems like a big miss." Nope, they didn't miss it.
0: Oh, I didn't actually realize that
1: they only yeah they only put the inscription, the one ring to rule them or one ring to bind them stuff on that one. So oh, all the wow. other versions yeah, okay. do not yep. have it because it is the one ring.
0: Yeah, nice.
1: Which is very cool.
0: <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yeah, I, 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 I love I, that
1: they've done this. I think that like yep. this is the way to do chase cards.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm just gonna have to buy a collector booster one. <laughs> at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be like Willy Wonka like golden tickets, like you know, yeah, but there was like people, eight of those. A whole, bu- whole bunch of people are going to be cracking packs, and it's like, has it been opened yet? Has anybody found it yet? No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. And it's going to go for like weeks and weeks and weeks, and it's like, all right, well, no one's found it yet, so I have to go and buy a booster just in case I buy the booster that has it. That's it. That booster and that costs I
1: mean, $40 or whatever they
0: cost. Yeah, but imagine if it doesn't get opened. Like, there's a whole yeah. bunch of product that never gets opened, and this could easily just be sitting on someone's shelf somewhere for mm-hmm. years and mm-hmm. never get opened, and
1: almost like the actual ring in the story, yeah, it's it brilliant. Like
0: sitting in the bottom of a river somewhere, or in a tip. <laughs> We've never talked in about Texas.
1: that. <laughs> 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 oh dear! Uh, uh, all right, yeah. Uh, look, we're, we're all fans of Lord of the Rings. Uh yes. The beans. We're all massive nerds. We all, you know, read the books and went and saw the movies on release day and stuff like that. Like we, we all are big fans. So. I'm I'm very keen to see what the rest of this looks like. At the moment, it doesn't feel like a Modern Horizons set. It feels like a Commander set, but yes. you know that's okay. I'm I'm alright with that.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping that they do print some
1: some <laughs> powerful Commander
0: things playable stuff. But yeah, modern so, I playable mean, yeah, stuff. Yeah, sorry, modern modern playable stuff. Because yeah, I mean, we don't have much previewed yet, so I'm sure there will correct. Be. I'm sure there will be stuff. But yeah, who knows? Uh, all right. So a couple of quick things to hit on on the way out the door because uh, our short podcast is not short as usual. So mm-hmm. this weekend there is an arena championship. So this is basically the arena version of the Pro Tour. It's it's that sort of level on the pyramid or whatever. This is only 32 players, so small field, 200 grand prize pool. I looked at, looked at it and, like, if you don't win a match just for showing up, you get 1,500 bucks. <laughs> like... That's pretty good. So it's
1: it's closer to worlds than a PT. It,
0: yeah, I don't know why it's thirty two players. It's it's very strange. Like for that sort of prize pool and yeah, all that sort of thing. Like it really should be like two hundred and fifty six players or something like that. But yeah, this is players have qualified through winning the various arena plane qualifiers and all that sort of stuff to get there. So it's a fair bit of effort to get there. But yeah, I would have thought it'd be bigger. So maybe they'll change that in future years. But two hundred grand prize pool. I mean good on these players like that's Mm -hmm. that's pretty nuts and then yeah whoever wins gets a world's invite as well the format is all will be one draft cool sounds good and the rest of the weekend is historic because it's an arena i mean at least it's not alchemy i guess historic's all right so yeah i don't know uh there's going to be coverage it's going to be streamed all weekend by Wizards commentary all that sort of thing. I'm tipping the viewer numbers on this are going to be way lower than the viewer numbers that have been on the paper pro tours, but who knows. We'll uh, we'll see what happens. I, I for one won't be tuning in. I'm not not interested at all in watching draft or historic. So good luck to them, but I'm sure somebody will win it with cards and there will likely be some alchemy cards in their decks. Mm-hmm. So good for you. Uh and then the last thing is The reminder on our league. So there is only a few days left on the league. Monday night next week. So Monday the 20th of March is the cutoff. And then we'll be kicking straight into the finals. So I should be streaming next Monday. I've missed the last couple of weeks. Yeah, was uh, super tired after the uh, regional championships a couple of weeks ago. And then this week we're away. It was a long weekend here in Victoria. So I didn't get home till late. And then I've spent the last two days on the toilet for uh, Mm. (laughs) anyone's information. It's been great fun. But, yeah, I will be streaming this Monday night, and, yeah, we'll hopefully have some league finals matches to stream. So we might uh, might have to tease something up with you, maybe, crack it. we can do some commentary on some matches. We'll yeah, see for sure. We go. But, yeah, get your matches in. There's been stacks of matches getting played over the last couple of days, which is awesome to see. But, uh, yeah, still a few days to go, and you've got the weekend. So try and get them done, get those extra matches done. It might just jump you up there into the top eight and then, uh, yeah, make your way into the finals to get your hands on some cash. That's it. Anything else you want to mention on the way out the door, Cracker? Nope. I think that's everything. All done. All right. Well, yeah, if you do want to get in on our next league, which will likely be Explorer, that should kick off just after the release of March of the Machines. Maybe we'll have to wait for the aftermath. We'll, We'll figure that out. But, yeah, it'll be either end of April or early May for the next league. So if you want to get on that, come and join us in our Discord, which you should be in there anyway. Awesome place to be. Come and join us in there. Uh, there's a link in the show notes for our merch store. Uh, was, as you guys mentioned, it was very cool seeing Azzy G wearing, <laughs> wearing pictures of us. Yeah, <laughs> on it really ticket. was. So, uh, yeah, if you're ever coming to any sort of event that the beans are going to be there, wear your beans gear because it's it's just so cool for us to, <laughs> to see that. Uh, go and check out Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar and uh, get a bargain on their daily auctions. Just go to jpmtgbazaar.com.au. That'll take you straight to it. And then there is our website, magicbeanscast.com, where you can go to find all of our links for YouTube, Facebook, Twitch and Twitter. If you would like to find me on Twitter, I'm at PSync and you are Cracker.
1: At Joel Hill underscore.
0: So that's it for this week. Thank you as always for listening. Stay safe out there and we will see you all next
1: time.